be in prayer for Brother Ford. He, um, well, he's just been around forever and uh, through Bearing Precious Seed. And um, he, has, uh, he has been through over 100 surgeries, um, Brother Ford has, and um, has stuck through it all. We've got, um, as uh, Brother Danny was saying, we've got, you know, we've got several missionaries, um, quite a few actually, that are, that are up in age now, and, um, and we've been supporting for over 40 years, and um, just doing uh, just doing a great job. And uh, they're still, you know, keep on keeping on and uh, doing uh, doing what they can. Uh, but um, we probably have at least five or six that are over 80, um, and. Um, and some of them, some of them, you know, older than that, and they're still, still plugging along, still serving the Lord, and uh, no quit in them, and uh, they just don't want to, uh, they just don't want to give up what they're doing, and uh, the Lord has um, seen them, uh, seen them through this far. Uh, on top of that, uh, we've got some that have, you know, lost their spouse, and um, and several of them, you know. Stuck it out, staying in the field, and um, sticking by the stuff, and uh, just great testament uh, of um, their faithfulness and uh, their fortitude through the years. And, and so, um, continue to pray for Bob and Marie. I know, I know you have uh, in um, uh, in the past, but continue to remember them uh, to the Lord in prayer. Uh, one thing I was supposed to announce this morning and and uh, did not announced this morning, um, the Wilds. So we go to the Wilds every year. Uh, it is this year going to be again the first week in June, uh, the first week in June for uh, teen camp and junior camp. Okay, so um, it always gets up on us because you always think, well, June is like six months from now. I mean, what do, but here's the thing. They have early registration. And early registration saves you $30 a camper. So you can sign up after January 28th, but you're going to pay $30 more than if you sign up before January 28th. January 28th is going to be the cutoff because the beginning of February is the cutoff for early registration. Now, that doesn't mean that's cut off from being a camper, okay? That just means uh, that's, um, that's the cutoff uh, for early registration for the, um, for the discount, okay? However, we started way, way back going the first week in June because it was a lower week and it was in the beginning of the summer. And, well, let me tell you something. It has caught on. So it will often fill. Once it fills, then the registration is closed. Okay. You can go on a waiting list. Uh, so what am I saying? I'm saying if you have a child or a grandchild that is a teenager or that is a, 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 a children's church age, um, junior church, good night, I couldn't get that out. Um, then um, come see Miss Mary Lauren. Uh, come see Matt to 
come see myself and uh, we'll get you the, work, the paperwork that you need to fill out so that we can um, get these kids registered, okay? So again, first week in June, first full week in June uh, is going to be camp and um, early registration closes at the end of this month, the 28th, the last Sunday of the month, our early registration closes uh, for uh, the Wilds. However, we, you can continue to register um, as long as there's space available. Uh, a lot of these, um, like junior, junior boys will close, and then junior girls will close, and then, you know, it, it, so, so we can't predict that, obviously. So the earlier you can get that in, uh, the better uh, that'll be uh, to be able to get, um, uh, to get your teen or your junior uh, signed up uh, for camp. Yes, sir. I do not have that off the top of my head. Um, it is, I know it's somewhere between three and four hundred, um, and it is thirty dollars cheaper until until February first. And so, um, I, I, I want to say it's around three fifty. Uh, that's what that's what I'm. That's what I'm. But can't, don't hold me to that. Um, um, and let me let me also say this. Um, I know we have um, some newer people to, to, the, to the church, um, and so we don't mention it a real lot, but we have a fund in our church that is given to all year long. It's called the Dalton and Ashland Cooey Fund, and um, it is a fund that money goes into to help offset the cost of camp for uh for the kids and so people give to that all year long and that kind of builds up and then um we're able to discount um ourselves now this is a discount from the wilds uh but we're able to discount uh ourselves the churches uh from people being able to give so if you don't have a grandchild if you don't have a a, a child that wants to go to camp but you want to help with that the dalton and ashland cooey fund uh, is how you can help with that and you can help uh, offset that cost uh, and you know when you have one kid going um, it's one thing when you have three, two, three, four kids going, uh, it gets rather expensive. And so it's a huge help. Uh, and uh, our church, Ringo Baptist Temple, long before I, I ever came here, um, has invested in, in the wilds because the wilds has invested in our young people through the years. And uh, we've seen kids saved, and uh, we've seen kids discipled, kids called into the ministry, uh, all sorts of things through, through the wilds, and uh, it's a camp that's worth it. And so um, uh, if, you, if you have any questions about that, feel free uh, uh, to, uh, to ask, uh, and uh, we'll try to answer any of those questions for you. You can go on to the Wilds website, and uh, they'll give you information as well uh, on, um, on, the, um, on the camps, the different camps, and uh, the different opportunities to be able to, um, uh, to, be able to go. Because it's, it's not just summer camp. So they've got um, uh, father, you know, father-son camps, and they have um, uh, they have uh, uh, marriage uh, camps, and uh, they have uh, um, family camps. They've got I mean all sorts of uh, camps 
all year round um, that are um, uh, such a such a tremendous blessing to so many. And um, if you if you go on to the Wilds uh, website, uh, they'll um, you can get some more information off that as well. But if you have a child grandchild that needs to go or wants to go, please let us know so that we can get that paperwork filled out before February to save that $30. Yes, sir. $375, okay. Before February 1st. So it will go up $30 more. So it's $375 uh, and then it's $30, uh, it's $30 more if you wait until after. So it's $405 after February 1st. And so uh, it's gone up obviously, like everything else does, um, you know, you, they, they feed them and they, you know, they do everything. So when our, when our people go, um, what they go for is more of a um, uh, taking pictures and this is a, f a full-fledged, full counselor camp uh, where um, these kids are invested in. And, um, and so, uh, and that's one of the reasons it's a little bit more, uh, expensive than, um, some, um, some other camps and, uh, but it's, it's worth it. So 375, uh, is going to be the cost that will be discounted, obviously, uh, depending on what's in the Dalton and National and Cooey fund, uh, that'll be discounted. Uh, so we want everybody to be able to go. And if you can't afford for your teen or junior to go, or if you know somebody that wants to go and can't afford to go, um, we will make a way for them to go, okay? So that's that important to our church, and um, so uh, just, uh, and again, any questions, uh, feel free uh, to, uh, to ask, uh, and uh, we'll try to answer any questions that you might have. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we're doing a little, uh, a small series here on the new you, the new you for 2024. Uh, and so we kind of talked a little bit about it this morning and talked about what needs to be new and, and how things can be new in the coming, uh, the coming new year and um, what uh, can be changed and, and talked about our walk and our work and our way and our words and how all those things um, uh, can be better this year than they were last year. We ought to have goals uh, to be better, to do better, uh, to, to think better, to have a better vision, just to have better goals uh, in our life uh, uh, this year uh, than we did uh, than we did last year. Here's the here's here's a here's a good word or here's a good phrase for you for 2024. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Get outside your comfort zone. Get outside of doing the same thing that you always have always done and get out get outside of your comfort zone a little bit and uh, challenge yourself challenge yourself to read uh, I, I remember being in college and i remember them them saying in, in in old testament survey you need to read through the old testament in its entirety in one semester and you think well that's not bad that's 10 chapters a day every day no skip days 
to get through it. When you took a New Testament survey, you had to read through the New Testament twice in a semester. And you had to, and I thought to myself, when I first heard that, I hadn't been saved for very long. And I'm thinking to myself, 10 chapters a day? I mean, and that's great, right? When, you know, you're talking about Psalm 100. But have you seen Psalm 119 before? It's a pretty big chapter. There's some pretty big chapters in the book of Isaiah, right? And then, hey, listen, you get into these begots and begottens and these dietary laws and these, I mean, and you start reading, and I'm thinking to myself, I'll never make it. I'll never be able to do it. And I had this really this negative idea of being able to accomplish, uh, not being able to accomplish this. And I tell you, you know what the incentive was? Dr. Cash. In class, he'd say, how many of you completed your reading for this week? Raise your hand. Now, mind you, we're in Bible college. Okay? Bible college. Matter of fact, it's hilarious Brother Cash has people come back every single year. They come back and they apologize to him for lying in Bible college because they were afraid to stand up. And, and I tell you, it only took me one time to get behind and I had to stand up because I certainly wasn't going to lie. Stand up and look around and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I'm standing saying that I didn't read my Bible assignment. And you know what? I got through it. I was challenged to do it. And I got through it. You know why we don't accomplish a lot? Because we don't challenge ourselves. We don't challenge ourselves. We don't put goals out in front of us to, hey, I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to do this. Now, does it mean you're always going to nail it? No. I mean, we're, I mean, things come up in life, right? I, I, have, I, have, I have goals every year, not only to read my Bible biblically, outside of studying for scripture. I don't count that. I've been talking about personal Bible reading that I want to read every year, uh, and this is my goal. But I also have a goal of how many books I want to read every year. So I always say, I want to read X amount of books, and I want to read this many, this kind of books. I mean, I, got, I, mean, I, have, it, I have it all mapped out, what I want to do. Matter of fact, I'll pull them books out, and I will lay them up on a, on a desk, and I will begin to pull them off one at a time. And I I'm a pretty fast reader, and I can pretty much retain what I'm reading, and um, I've even taught myself to speed read, and so I can even speed read. And, and so I'm on, I'm on a goal, and then boom. I don't, I don't know if you've tried to read with one eye lately, and that eye is really weak, and the other eye is playing tricks on you. And you got black all over here, and you got blood all over here, and you're just trying. And your your eyeball. Let me tell you what your eyeball does. Focus, unfocus, focus, unfocus, focus. I've I've got so sad now that I have a, a my phone. I figured out you can you can get an app that has the magnifying glass on it. So we went to lunch today. Wendy and I went to lunch today, and I'm sitting there with my phone looking at the looking at the menu, trying to. Let me tell you something. Some people might not care about that, but I'm telling you, I love reading. I mean, I love it. I'd rather, I'd rather read than watch TV. I'd rather read than do just about anything. I mean, some people love to hunt. 
I've never been a huge hunter. Now, I'm an eater. If you want to shoot it and kill it and bring it to me, I'll, I'll be glad to eat it, right? I've never been a really big fisherman. Now, I'll eat it. <laughs> you want to go? And get, but here's, here's my thing. I've been fishing a couple times. I've been hunting a couple times. And sitting there doing nothing is not up my alley. Throwing a line out and sitting there and waiting. You, you know what my first thought is? Where's the book? I would miss every deer that went by because I'd be reading my book. I mean, so there's no point in me, there's no point in me going, and I love to read. But boy, sometimes things, some obstacles get in your way, right? And sometimes these things get in your way, and you have to say, okay, well, we're going to have to do something a little bit different now, right? I'm not going to be able to read as many books until I can get my, uh, 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 you know, my eye fixed. And I'm not going to be able to, uh, okay, so what do I do? Well, you know, there's books on tape, right? I mean, you can listen to the, isn't it a great thing, the technology we have in our world today? We are without excuse. We're without excuse. Yeah, we have Bibles, physical Bibles, right? We have those. But man, on your telephone, on your phone, on your tablet. All you've got to do is have an app and somebody will read the Bible to you. What a blessing that is. You don't even have to, listen, used to you have to have a tape player. Remember those things? Remember those tape players? And you'd put the tape in, you put the individual tape in, and then, and then finally they came out with you know, CDs, and then you, you could put the CD in, it lasts a lot longer, and, 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 then they, and then they got those ones where you can put multiple CDs in it, and then you don't even have to change out the CD. You don't even have to have any of that now. None of it. People that have CDs are just collectors. They collect CDs, right? Why? Because everything's on your phone. You could do everything on a phone. You can do everything on a tablet. Almost all of my pastor friends, all of them, I mean, they have everything on their Kindle. They have everything on their tablets. Uh, I don't even own a tablet. They have everything. They go up in, the, in, the, in their pulpit with their tablet, and, and they have a Bible, and, and, and they bring their Bible up there, but I don't know if they ever open it. I mean, they just because they have it all right there on their tablet. We are so spoiled, and yet we have so many excuses. Well, have a goal. Set that goal before you and remind yourself each week. Remind yourself each month. Remind yourself each year that this is the goal that I've set before me and I want to accomplish this goal. I want to get that's in that. And really, that, that's the whole point of, of resolutions, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this this year. I'm going to do this this month. This is my goal for whatever. And if you don't put that goal before you, You'll never do it. You'll never get it done. I joke all the time about my calendar. So I finally, I used to have a, an at-a-glance calendar. And it was one of those um, great big portfolio ones. And you add the, you add the years uh, to them. Brother Ralph gave, gave it to me way back when I used to work for Brother Ralph and uh, Flowers there in Jacksonville. And uh, he got me one because that's what he uses. And I've used it all these years. And I'm the guy in the guy that keeps all the years. So I have all the years that I've been in ministry. I can go back and literally tell you what I did in 2005 
uh, on a certain day because I have the calendar. I mean, and I, and I wrote it down because every, everything I do finds, finds its way into my calendar. Why? Because if I don't write it down, you know this, if I don't write it down, I won't remember. It won't get done. I didn't write down the announcement that I was supposed to uh, make this morning about the wilds. Uh, guess what? It didn't get announced. Uh, and so what did I do? I wrote it down and I was able to. And so in my calendar, I have, okay, we're going to have this and we're going to do this. And the reminders that we're going to work towards that goal because things don't just happen by themselves, right? I mean, you, you've, you've got to work at it. And um, working at things in your own Christian walk is monumentally important for your discipleship and sanctification before the Lord. So he says there in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that, um, uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What is new? Right? We kind of touched on it this morning um, when we were talking about it. But uh, there's, first and foremost, a new heart. Right? There's a new heart. When we're, when we're born again, uh, when we're, we're saved, uh, Jesus Christ gives us a, a new heart, a heart of salvation. Salvation, listen to me, salvation has nothing to do with the head. It has everything to do with the heart. Do you know how many people have a head knowledge of Jesus? They have a head knowledge of the Bible. They have a head knowledge of church. They have a head knowledge of holy things. And a preacher said this years and years ago, don't miss heaven by 18 inches. They say it's 18 inches from your head to your heart. What is the principle? The principle is that you can have all the head knowledge you want. Do you think that the devil doesn't know anything about Jesus? You think the devil doesn't know anything about heaven? By and by, he lived there. At one point, he knows about heaven. He knows about God. He knows about Jesus. He knows about the biblical things. He knows about these things. But the devil ain't saved just because he has a head knowledge. So, so don't, don't miss the fact that Romans 10, 9, and 10 uh, uh, talks about the heart being transformed. The heart is where we believe unto salvation not with the head, the heart of salvation. And then uh, uh, think about this. As we go into this new year, uh, thinking about um, this, this, this new heart that we have, it's not only a heart of salvation, but a heart of singing. A heart of singing. When was the last time you were in a sorry, rotten mood and you felt like singing? Isn't that weird? You ever find that odd? I, I find that odd. When you're in a bad mood, you don't want to sing. I mean, you certainly don't want to sing a new song. You certainly don't want to sing the, uh, the songs uh, about Jesus. You don't certainly want to sing a hymn or, or a spiritual song. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't want to sing a psalm. Uh, why? Because you're upset and you're mad. And guess what happens when we're mad and we're upset? We don't want to do spiritual things. We don't want to do holy things. And, 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 we, and we, we lose our voice of singing. We lose our voice of singing. Turn over with me to Psalm 40. Psalm 40. So you know what the Psalms are, right? <clears throat> the Psalms are a group of songs that were sung. 
So there were psalms or songs of repentance. There were songs of victory. There were songs of contrition. There were all sorts of different kinds of psalms. And these psalms were sung by the people of God. Psalm 40, verse number 1. Psalm 40, verse number 1. The Bible says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. Verse 3. And He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. When we are right with the Lord, they'll be singing in our lives. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the singing that's going to bring you up here on the platform to sing a special. I'm not necessarily talking about the singing that's going to put you in a choir that you're going to, you're, you're going to sing in a choir or you're going to sing uh, during Christmas or during... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the song that God places in your heart. So when God saves us and makes us new creatures in Christ, He puts, according to Psalm 40... He puts a song in our hearts and a song in our mouths. Have you ever noticed that when you're in a good mood, you always want to sing? When you're in a good mood, you, you want to whistle? You want to tap your foot? When you're in a good mood and you're driving down the, driving down the road and you just... Uh, a song comes out and a song comes on the radio and you love that song and you sing that song. And Have you ever considered when you're driving down the road and you're all by yourself and you are just belting it out? You ever done that? I'm sorry if you've never done that, but I'm telling you it's a blast to do it. A song comes on that, boy, really just touches you, and you've heard the song before, and, uh, and, 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 you're, in this, and you're in the car, and I mean, you're, you ever thought about the people that are looking at you? Huh. I don't, but you know, you ever, you ever wonder, I mean, dude, what is wrong with that guy? Man, something must be wrong with her. I mean, look at the way she's, she's talking to herself, bobbing her head and bouncing up and down. And I mean, she can't hardly stay on the road because Mary Did You Know came on or, you know, or some song that you really enjoyed listening to through the years. You know what it does? It warms our heart. It makes us... Um, it makes us point Godward. You know, so many things in this world make us point manward. They really do. The difficulties of life and 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 and, and, and the bad. You know, being in the car is just my struggle. It really is. It's one of my struggles. And generally, driving around people 
makes me think man-word and not God-word. I, I, I confess to you that there have been times where I wanted to just run into the person in front of me. I mean, I can't believe you just cut me off. I'd like to run you off the road. Now, I've never done it. Praise God. I'm not lost it altogether yet. Um, I'm not saying that'll never happen. I'm just saying it hasn't happened to this point. So I'm thankful for that. But you know what we do when we, when we, when we think that way or when we act that way? We're thinking man word and we're not thinking God word. This year, you know what my goal is? One of my goals? One of my goals this year is to think more God word. Think more God word. And so you know what I like to do? I like to place things in my life. I'm not saying it works all the time. I'm just telling you. I just like to place things in my life. And one of those things are like songs. Songs that um, often um, Wendy will be um, listening to the radio and, uh, or listening to a song and, and she'll shoot me a text and say, hey, have you, have you heard this song before? And I'll listen to the song and be like, man, what a powerful song. And, and this, is, this is who I am. I'll play the song over and over and over. And they once liked the song, and they no longer like the song because I've played it so many times. You ever notice the radio does that? And they play the song over and over and over. And I'll, and I'm, but, but I'm telling you, the words of the song impact me so much. Has that ever happened to you? Because that's what music does. Music um, invokes an emotion in our life. That's why it's so important to put the right kind of music in your life. Why? Because it's going to put you on the right track in your life. And that music, it's not only music that we listen to, but then it's that, it's that music that we sing. And it's not necessarily a song that we've heard, but a song that God has placed in our hearts. Sometimes I'll be whistling, and I'm not, even, I'm not whistling any kind of song. I'm just, I'm just whistling. I bet you it's not in tune. Bet you everybody's going, what in the world is he? I mean, what song is he? It's not a song. It's this, it's this thing that God has placed in my heart. It's like Paul said in the book of Philippians. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's that which passes all understanding. I can't necessarily explain it to you unless you've experienced it for yourself. That new song that God places in our heart. Uh, let's this year concentrate on being God-word instead of man-word and sing our song because not only does it affect us, but it affects other people. Do you know, do you know um, anger is contagious? Bitterness is contagious. It really is. But do you know joy is contagious? Happiness is contagious. If you're around a joyful person, one of two things are going to happen if you're angry. You're either going to get joyful or you're going to get gone. That's the, that's the two things on the shelf, right? You're, you're going to change your attitude because being around that person is contagious. Your mama has said it. Your mama's mama has said it. Your mama's mama's mama has said it. Birds of a feather flock together. I don't know how long that saying's been around, but it's been around a long time. 
right? And we affect other people with our attitude. We affect other people with our emotions. We do that. You, the, here's the biggest, one of the biggest lies from the devil. Do what you want to do because what you do don't, doesn't affect other people. That's a, man, it's a lie. Because what we do, what we say, how we act does affect other people, whether we want to admit it or not. And so, uh, so we don't sing for just ourselves, but we sing for other people. But you know, I don't know how many times I've been to a restaurant or into a public place, and I always think to myself, why in the world did you pick or choose to be in customer service? I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand why in the world. You, have you been to Walmart? I, I'm telling you, I, I know I pick on Walmart a lot, but man, those, some of them people are miserable. They don't want to be there. They don't want to help you. They don't want, oh, that's not my, you know, I, if, if I've heard it, why stop asking? If I've heard it once, I've heard it a million times, then well, that's not my section. Well, what's your section? Like this one book? This one book is their section, right? Otherwise, they can't help you. They're not there to help you. They don't, all they're there for is to gain a paycheck. And so why, why don't you do something behind the scenes? Why are you dealing with customers? And do you know what I'm reminded of? After I get done complaining about it? I'm reminded that their countenance and their reactions and their speech, they all affect me, affect other people. Do you, know how, do you know how easy it is to be put in a bad mood from going to Walmart? Or any store with 50,000 people in it, right? I mean, it's just, it doesn't take much. But wait a minute, how about the reverse being true? How about the way we're acting, how we're affecting other people, how our countenance, how our speech, how we act and react are affecting other people as well. And I, boy, it's a, it's a constant, maybe you got it settled and maybe you're just perfect at it. But man, some of us, we have to work on that. Why? Because the, my life, whether I like it or not, your life, whether you like it or not, affects other people. And boy, I mean, it, it, it costs you no more to put a smile on your face than a frown on your face. It didn't cost any more. Matter of fact, do you know, do you know statistically, it's a statistical fact that it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. One preacher said, give your face a rest and smile a while. Right? Because it's just like it's always uh, uh, sucking on sour grapes, for crying out loud. I mean, let's, uh, let's, uh, the song that God has placed in our hearts shouldn't just be in our hearts. It should be all over us. It should be on our faces. It should be on our lips. It should be uh, uh, in our lives. This new song that God has given us to sing, a heart of singing. Think about these two things when it comes to this singing, when it comes to this heart of singing. 
that we should have in our lives. Uh, uh, the first one is the reason for their singing. The reason. What is the reason that we sing? Psalm 40, verse 2. He said, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Listen to me. We have a real problem if Psalm 40 in verse 2 can't bring a smile to our face. We have a problem. He has brought us up out of the muck and the mire of life and has set our feet upon the rock. Set our feet upon Jesus Christ. That's the reason for our singing. I'm not saying you sing because, because everything goes right in your life. Are you kidding me? Everything doesn't go right in life. That's a misnomer. I mean, that's it's false teaching and false preaching. It's not just not the case. We're going to face afflictions. We're going to face problems. We're going to face circumstances that are insurmountable and that are often overwhelming. But good news. Get this. If you don't get anything else, get this. For the Christian, as bad as it gets, this is as bad as it gets. You get that? As bad as it gets, and I'm not, I'm not making light of it. I am not, because there are some people that go through a whole lot in life, more than their share, in my opinion. Now, I'm not God. I'm not sovereign like God is, and God knows what He's doing. But I'm just telling you, I look out at life, when I begin to have a pity party, anybody have any of those? I begin to have a pity party, and I begin to look out, and... Um, and Wendy, Wendy has this, um, this, whatever it is that she's on. It's just pastors' wives. Only pastors' wives can be on it. And I'm telling you, she keeps me so centered with the things that she reads off of what some of these people are going through. I mean, it'll just, it'll just boggle your mind. It'll just boggle your mind how people treat other people. Or maybe it won't. But I'm telling you, my, my preacher, when I, was, um, when I was in Pascagoula, Brother Wright, Brother Leroy Wright, he's with the Lord now, great man of God. Back in the day, when he, when he pastored, long, long time ago, he... Um, he Got on, a, got on this preaching and somebody did something and he called this person out. And I mean, he, he and this guy was a deacon and the deacons, Brother Dwayne, the deacons tied his dog to the house and burnt his house to the ground. Burn his house down and killed his dog. I mean, that sounds like a country song for crying out loud. I mean, that's terrible. Can you imagine, can you imagine, and, and all these people going through all these things and going through all these hardships, and, and boy, let me tell you something, there's somebody always got it worse off than we do. Always. And I, when, you, when, when you need to get centered, realize that God has lifted us up out of the muck and the mire. Guess what? I never have to spend one minute in hell. Not one second, not one iota. Will I ever have to spend in hell? Because 
Jesus Christ has pulled me up out of the muck and the mire of life. It's the reason for my singing. I need to be reminded from time to time. The reason for their singing. Number two, the results of their singing. What were the results of their singing? Verse number three. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. Wouldn't it, isn't it great when your life has just a little impact on somebody else? Just maybe a deed that you did, something that you helped with, that you were there to, to be a shoulder to cry on, that you were there to be an ear, that you prayed for this person, that you shared the gospel with this person and they got saved, that you were there to be able to help disciple this person. What a joy that is to have a part in that. Now, we can't save anybody, right? I mean, if we were going to save somebody, they'd be in worse trouble than they were before. We can't save anybody, but we sure can help them along. We sure can be there to be a blessing, not pushing people away from the Lord, but drawing people closer to the Lord. You are, if you are outspoken about your Christianity, if you're outspoken about being a born-again believer, then you are an example to somebody about what Christianity is. And God forbid, God forbid, church, that we be guilty of somebody looking at us and saying, if that's what Christianity is, I want no part. I want no part. Let us be the church, let us be the Christians that people say, hey, there's something different about him. There's something different about her. Boy, they always got a song in their heart. They're always... Uh, I mean, I mean, they got a good outlook on life, and and when bad things happen, they don't always fall to pieces. And and boy, boy, God's really, something's really different about them. You know, maybe it's God that's different about them. And we sing our song, and we sing our song. Understand, it's not just a melody that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a way of life. I'm talking about the way we talk. I'm talking about the way we walk. I'm talking about the words that we use. Let them be thought through. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. A word fitly spoken, right? I mean, let us think through about what we're going to say, about what we're going to do, because other people are watching. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for the opportunity that we have, Lord, to meet together. Thank you for your word. I uh, pray that you would use your word in our hearts and our lives. Lord, you've placed a new song in every Christian, in every born-again believer. And I pray that you'd help us to sing that song uh, in our lives uh, with our work and with our words and with our ways. I pray that you would help us to make a difference in other people's lives. And may you be honored and may you be glorified with everything that's said and done uh, as a church, uh, as families, 
as individuals. May you help us 2024 be who you've called us to be and who you need us to be and help us to be Godward. Help us to think Godward. Help us to have goals that are Godward. Help us to, uh, help us to uh, use our words Godward and not manward. Bless us as we leave this place. Pray that you would give us a great week this week. Help us to pray for one another, encourage one another, edify one another, Lord, and be there for one another this week that you might be honored and that you might be glorified with what's said and done. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Nominating committee, need to be with you.